0: Are you a mom seeking more consistency in caring for yourself? I am, and I'm excited to share that starting in January, this podcast will be a transparent look at the principles of habit formation applied to daily life as a mom seeking to care for herself. I'm on a journey to find consistency in my own self-care habits because we all know that motherhood can bring new challenges and changing circumstances every day. If you'd like to build consistent self-care habits too, Join me for the journey by tuning into the podcast weekly so we can set self care goals together and build healthy habits. Subscribe and follow this podcast so you don't miss out. Being the mom you want to be doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about building healthy self care habits, overcoming mindset roadblocks, and finding support. Welcome to Habit Maker Mama, it's the go to podcast for busy moms who want to care for themselves. I'm your host, Heather Kerwin, and I'm a mother of three, pilot wife, and physician assistant. Together, we are going to redefine self-care so you can be the mom you want to be. Let's transform how you care for yourself starting right now. Figuring out what medications are safe to take during pregnancy is no easy task. With multiple names for the same medication and different strengths and formulas, it's almost like a foreign language. So how can a mother figure out what medication is safe to take and how to care for herself during pregnancy? Dr. Jasmine Cruzet is here today to help answer our questions so we can care for ourselves as busy moms. Dr. Jasmine Cruzet is a mother and clinical pharmacist living in Southern California. She graduated with her undergraduate degree from University of California, Irvine, and her doctorate from University of Southern California. Jasmine created the Medication Mama with the mission to make medication knowledge accessible and understandable for all mothers. Hi, Jasmine. I am just so excited and thrilled that you are here with us today. And I can't wait to get chatting all about how we can help moms take care of themselves during pregnancy. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started with the Medication Mama. Yeah. So. First of all, so my
1: name is Jasmine Cruze. I am a clinical pharmacist. I actually practice through telemedicine and telehealth. What I do is we basically go through patient medication regimens, and this is their entire regimen. We make sure that if there's any specific interactions or if there's anything that patient wants to or should know about, we make sure we go over that with the patient. So a lot of the times there's many prescribers and a lot of the times patients can see just not only multiple prescribers, but can have different parts of care. So whether it be in the hospital or home or just if they've received care through the emergency room, we make sure that we consolidate all of that and go through their medications. And in addition, we also do something called pharmacogenomics, which is actually, it's pretty cool. It's precision medicine, essentially. A patient will get a saliva sample from themselves and it's either through their insurance or their their employer, or if they opt to do it themselves, just because they're on multiple medications. Then once that saliva sample is processed, it comes out as a report, which we go over with them. And so this is based on medications that they're not only taking but medications that they could potentially avoid in the future, for example, if a patient is on a certain medication called c Cody pain medication, and they are they we find in their genetics that they're a rapid metabolizer of the medication, so essentially what that means is that medication is breaking down so quickly and codeine actually metabolizes or breaks down into morphine, which is how it works in the body. So once it's converted to morphine and so if they're metabolizing it or breaking it down so quickly, they could potentially get too much of the medication. And so... We look at their genetics and we analyze them and we make sure that if they are on any medications that could potentially be harmful, we let their, their physician
0: know essentially. That's incredibly helpful. And as someone who is both a prescriber and someone who is a mom, let me just tell everyone listening. Pharmacists are incredible. Oh my goodness gracious. So many times as a prescriber, I have been had my rear end saved by a pharmacist saying to me, please don't prescribe it like this or please do this. And I am grateful every time. And then as a mom, getting all of the valuable information and resources about how to help my children, about how to help myself properly is just invaluable. So Just on the front end, thank you for what you do in helping to keep us all healthy and keep us all safe, most importantly. How did you get started with the medication, Mama? How did you decide, I want to get this information out more? I think one of the biggest things for me was I
1: struggled a lot postpartum with not really understanding. My son, he was born in the NICU and he was born and then he had to be transferred to the NICU. He was born early. And I really did not feel very prepared. Um, I felt like I prepared a lot for coming home, but I never really prepared for that NICU experience. And when we did come home, it wasn't exactly the experience that I had wanted or expected, I guess. Um, He had developed a bottle feeding aversion and I had no idea what that was. And so I think it was just, it stemmed from me really having to do a lot of research and trying to figure out what was going on with him and trying to make sure that he received the the proper care that he needed. And it was at that point where I was like, okay, is there a way that I can potentially, since I don't really, I mean, I don't really deal with any of that, but is there a way that I could potentially help other moms with the resources that I have? And I realized that there was like that gap between the education of knowing what potentially could be safe in pregnancy in terms of medications. And so I came up with this idea to potentially help moms with that, with the resources that I could be able to help moms with. I think that's where it stemmed from, because I was able to get the resources and help that I needed for my son, because I really had no idea what I was doing And so I wanted to be able to help moms in potentially other ways that they need help in.
0: Yeah. And coming from someone who you are highly educated, highly intelligent, someone who I would think, wow, you would just know what to do, right? You would just have that knowledge somewhere. You would do it. but it just really goes to show that this is tricky stuff. Medications especially, it's it, there's a lot of information and it can get really confusing. And coming from my own experience of needing to give my kids medication or needing to describe to my husband what to get at the pharmacy, those are really some tricky topics. And I'm so glad that you created the Medication Mama to help make that easier for us so that we're not scrambling so much about how do we help ourselves? How do we help our children? What are just some of the basics? Can you tell me a little bit about why are some medications unsafe to use during pregnancy? Because I know that's frustrating sometimes and you maybe get this right now because congratulations, congratulations you are pregnant which is so exciting. And so tell me a little bit about why are some unsafe because it can be such a bummer when you're like oh I need something but there's nothing. Absolutely. Um I think the biggest thing is just um
1: our past experiences and finding that um in these experiences the medication crosses the placenta and p- Some sort of risk to the developing baby. And even back then, so there was a a very known medication called thalidomide. This medication, so back then, it it wasn't really known that medication could pass through the placenta and pose risk to, to the developing baby. And patients were taking thalidomide specifically for nausea and vomiting in pregnancy. And eventually they found that the medication caused birth. A lot of it is based on past experiences, studies. Some of it is based on studies using animals. A lot of it is we have to look at what the current research is
0: and analyze that risk versus benefit a lot of the time. Is there any differences in the way that medication for mom is metabolized during pregnancy? Is does it change the half-life or anything like that during pregnancy? So not necessarily. Okay. So it, I mean, genetics
1: don't change essentially. And so if a medication is being metabolized, and sometimes it can depend. So for example, like our immune systems in pregnancy are a lot more prone to potentially getting a disease or well, disease. But um, I would say that overall, to my
0: knowledge, I don't believe so. So the main risk then is for baby. And then that obviously plays back on us because pregnant women are limited in what they can take during pregnancy. Correct. Okay. And
1: it may depend on the medication, but I don't believe that that it metabolizes any different, but other than it would potentially cross the placenta and pose a risk.
0: Okay. Can we hit talk through a couple of scenarios, some of the common ones and what a mom should do when she's experiencing some symptoms. So let's maybe start with like a common cold when you're just, you've got just like maybe a pounding headache and you're all stuffed up and you're just feeling, man, what can I take that's over the counter that, where should you start? Where should I look for resources? Walk me through that process a little bit.
1: Yeah, there are definitely a lot of resources for for moms to be able to look for evidence based information. One of the big resources is Mother to Baby, and they provide information on medication throughout pregnancy. And they actually have, I believe, a free chat to be able to talk to a provider and ask what their research is on and in terms of breastfeeding and lactation there's two specific resources infant risk and lactmed they provide information in terms of safe medication use in when you're breastfeeding and then of course your community pharmacist so pharmacists are probably one of the most accessible healthcare providers out there and so they can definitely help if anyone has a question specifically about medication in pregnancy or lactation. So going back to if you have a cold or if you have a headache in pregnancy, specifically for a headache or pain, the preferred medication we recommend is Tylenol or acetaminophen. It can be taken throughout pregnancy. Unfortunately, when it comes to pain, our choices are limited because some of the other over-the-counter options like NSAIDs, ibuprofen, Aleve. Unfortunately, we try to avoid those types of medications past 20 weeks gestation specifically because it can cause potential damage to the kidneys or the developing kidneys in, in the fetus or baby. Specifically recommend what we would recommend is Tylenol for pain. Now, when it comes to if you have a lot of congestion or if you have a cough or there are some over-the-counter options, we first will recommend saline as our go-to option to help with some of that. But there are other options to help with some of that, specifically Mucinex. It contains guaifenesin That can help to loosen up some of the mucus. Let me see. So when it comes to decongestants, we try to avoid pseudofed or phenylephrine. Those two specifically, they're pretty popular decongestants. We try to avoid
0: them in the first trimester specifically. That's uh-huh. so helpful for just giving you a starting point of a couple different medications where if you're really feeling, man, I just, I need to start somewhere. I need something. What can I work with here? And those resources, I think are huge. Mother to baby, infant risk, and LactMed as some resources. Now LactMed is for nursing and infant risk was for nursing as well. So those two are specifically for nursing. Mother to baby,
1: is specifically for pregnancy, although it does have a little bit of breastfeeding information
0: in there as well. Okay. Because sometimes I think that's the most difficult part is where do I get this information? Where do I go? Because there's, it's easy to Google, right? It's easy to Google and find a lot of different information with a lot of different answers, which you don't always know that you can trust. And so I so appreciate you giving this mother to baby resource. Now, if I'm not Wrong. I think you have put together something as well, right? Yeah, I created. So, what I
1: found, and you're absolutely correct about this when you Google this type of information, you get a lot of conflicting information. I, when I had looked at Google, I searched some of this information. I was seeing definitely conflicting information. So, what's accurate? What's based on the evidence? And so, what I did was I actually put together from evidence based resources, whether it be mother to baby. A lot of healthcare professionals use certain databases like Lexicomp and Micromedics. And we use these databases based on evidence-based sources. And so I used these evidence-based sources to put together a resource to help moms. Essentially, if they're not sure where to start in terms of over-the-counter medications or they're not sure, this will provide
0: a little bit more peace of mind. That's so incredibly helpful, and if people can get a sense of this, Lexicomp and some of those other resources, number one, they are really expensive to have subscriptions to, and the medical terminology can be really difficult to piece through if you don't know what you're looking at. I cheat and look at up to date, which is another resource, and again, it's about having the subscription and paying for this and having this resource. So the fact that you have helped us in doing that with a, that's correct. So I
1: do offer a guide specifically, it's $10. Perfect. And then I had a free guide that does have some of the
0: important information as well. So that is free to essentially who wants it. That That is so incredible because for $10 compared to, oh, golly, I don't even want to say the price of these subscriptions for some of these resources. That's just amazing that you've done that for us because now we can know this is a trusted source. This is something you've taken the time as somebody with a very significant background to be able to come in as a mom and say, great, anytime I am feeling XYZ, I can come here look at this resource, and of course, always confer with a provider if I am feeling certain symptoms or like this needs a little bit more looking at than something that I can just do at my own house. And that, that is huge. I just love that you are offering that for really self-care, self-care at its basic of saying, what can I do for myself as a mom when I am not feeling well during pregnancy? So thank you for just doing that. Oh, absolutely. I think it it really just stemmed from there
1: not being that, that resource for others to be able to rely on. And so
0: I, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. And look, if you are, you know, pregnant with your first child, then you can get that resource. Keep it if you decide to have more children and access that when you want. So what a great thing. Can you tell me now that you are pregnant, what is your favorite self-care activity to do while pregnant?
1: Right now, unfortunately, when it comes to medications and finding the right treatment to help with especially nausea, vomiting in the first trimester, it's unfortunately try, trial and error. And so now has been really difficult on me, I'll be honest. I I do some cardio yoga and Pilates, um, but recently I haven't been. I've, I've actually been on disability from work because things have been Um, I would say not, not the best. And Mm. so a lot of the time that's important to note that treatment isn't necessarily a cure to help. And it's more so to help mitigate symptoms. When, you know, the time comes, I am getting a lot better. I'm better than I was two weeks ago. But yeah, normally I would do a lot of yoga and Pilates to help. And I think spending time with family, I think They can offer really good distraction sometimes when it comes to, I remember I was feeling like super, super nauseous. And then my husband just started talking and
0: telling me jokes. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I don't feel as nauseous. But I love that he's giving you that support and that distraction and just a safe person to turn to. And it sounds like for you right now, first of all, I'm so sorry that you are going through that. It's just so... Difficult when you already have a little one and so many other things going on. And so I'm certainly hopeful that maybe some self care for you right now is giving yourself some grace and resting. I hope that's a big one for you right now. Oh, absolutely. I think I needed a little bit of time
1: from work to be able to just relax and not have to worry about
0: the day to day operations of what I need to do. Yeah, I'm really impressed that you said, Hey, I need some, I need a break. I need to pull back a little bit because I think that can be really difficult for moms to say, Hey, I need to press the pause button and to not just try to trudge through it day after day and really deplete your health. So, really kudos to you for being able to say that. Yeah, and it's definitely
1: not easy because there comes a lot of guilt sometimes. But yeah, I think it's really important for if. It's possible. Definitely try to get that rest, or try to get that you know, that time away where you can just focus on yourself for a
0: little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So for everybody listening here today, we can find you at the Medication Mama on Instagram. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And any other places that we can find you? Yeah. I mean, I'm also
1: on LinkedIn through Jasmine Crusade. I'm also I also have a website, Podia. Dot cruisea.com. Yeah,
0: I think that's pretty much it. Perfect. I will make sure that we link all of those resources in the show notes. Make sure that we link your guide so that any pregnant mothers listening right now can find that easy peasy and pick that up for themselves. And Jasmine, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Are you a mom seeking more consistency in caring for yourself? I am. And I'm excited to share that starting in January, This podcast will be a transparent look at the principles of habit formation applied to daily life as a mom seeking to care for herself. I'm on a journey to find consistency in my own self-care habits because we all know that motherhood can bring new challenges and changing circumstances every day. If you'd like to build consistent self-care habits too, join me for the journey by tuning into the podcast weekly so we can set self-care goals together and build healthy habits. Subscribe and follow this podcast so you don't miss out.